Ahoy hoy everyone, welcome to episode 123 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat, today we're joined by Chance. What it do, it's it's me. Zach. Hello. And Rick. Rick. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. Occasionally, we talk about movies or the absolute golden age we are living in of television right now. Uh, I'm almost finished with Ozark. I just finished Stranger Things. We're currently watching Obi-Wan. Boys just dropped today, and the Umbrella Academy is coming out at the end of the month. Well, isn't uh, Miss Marvel coming out June 8th? Oh, yeah, Miss Marvel, and then I feel like there's something I'm forgetting, I'm sure. Oh, Westworld Season 4. So, <laughs> I'm scared because I haven't heard anything on that. <laughs> and I like, I think I feel, I feel like I should have seen some advertisements on it, but I haven't, so I'm well, scared that it's going to be like really bad. They, they released a trailer like uh, a couple of months ago, and it just said like summer, and I think now they just officially said the date. So, But I'm excited. Any other thoughts on TV right now? Zach needs to watch yeah, something there's besides just, there's Naruto. There's a lot of stuff to watch. Naruto. Naruto. Not Naruto. Yeah, like last night I went on um, you know, the Fire Stick to watch uh, the State of Play in preparation for the podcast. And then when I went home, I saw like Boys Season 3, and I'm like, well, shit. I'm not going to get anything <laughs> else done. Like most, most of this week, like I stayed up late finishing Stranger Things, and then I saw the boys, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's... That's going to be my life now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this week we'll be discussing the Sony State of Play that just happened. But first, what have you been playing? Rick, why don't we start with you? All right. Well, um, Xbox gave me $5 to spend on their store. So Mm -hmm. I actually went back and uh, saw that they had a sale. I think Capcom Capcom had a sale because a lot of Resident Evil stuff was on sale as well. Um, So I bought Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3 uh, for like 10 bucks. Nice. So I started playing the first one until I got to like one of the first big bosses, and then I died, and I moved on to something else. Um, I played a little bit more Dragon Age uh, Origins. Been playing some Arkham Knight, um, just in preparation for you know the Court of Owls, and eventually like kill the Justice League. You know they're all kind of a, a similar style. Plus, I've actually never beaten Arkham Knight, so I figured I would put that on my spring cleaning list. Um. Also, it was really nice. I think this past Sunday is Memorial Day weekend. So me, my wife, and my mother-in-law projected Jackbox onto my garage. So that was pretty awesome. But I've been um, heavily distracted by a game I got very recently. And I actually got it right before the last podcast, but I wasn't able to talk about it. Um, So I got a code from Yogscast Games. Uh, about a game called Golfy. Um, Golfy is a deck building roguelike um, mini golf game. Those are very different genres there. Very much so, but it works so fucking well. Um, <laughs> so basically, before you hit the ball, you draw three cards from your deck, and starting off, the cards from your deck are like curve shot, lob shot, or power shot. So you kind of like stack all those three together. Um, so say if you want to do like two lob shots and a power shot, it'll go like super high, but not very like pretty far. If you want to do a lob shot, two power shots, you go super far and a little high to get over obstacles. Um, and basically you have a, a almost like a power meter, which has like, I think at the beginning you have about six or seven bars. So if you go um, 
over par, you lose one. If you go into a water trap or you fall off the board, you lose one as well. Um, or there's like various obstacles that you get in most mini golf, you know, games, um, such as, well, not most mini golf games, but sometimes there are like guillotines going across that will hit your ball and therefore cost you some energy. Honestly, it's super addicting. Um, it's an early access, so there was some kinks to go through. Like at one point I was like crushing my own personal record, doing really great. And then the game just kind of froze on me. Um, during one of my first playthroughs, um, I hit the ball and it just disappeared. The screen just kind of went to purple. Um, but lately I've not had those issues. It's actually been a lot of fun. Uh, when I was able to get an early access, well, early, early access, um, not a lot of people were on the leaderboard. So I was like up like for, like, I think in the top 10, you know, I was nice. thinking it was number six for a while and I was like, holy hell. And then once it went public, uh, I believe last Thursday. Um, not even close, (laughs) (laughs) but as far as like, I, I, it's what I love about Hades. Like I can just put something on the TV and kind of pay attention, but not really pay attention. Um, and that's what golfy has been for me. Honestly, it's one of those games. I wish a lot more people are playing, would be playing it because I just want to talk to about it to a lot of people. Um, but holy cow, this is for me, this is kind of one of those games of summer. Um, like we had a couple years ago with like Fall Guys and like Grounded and stuff like that, kind of a more independent game. That's just it's it's just a wonderful time. Um, level design could be a little bit better. Unlike most roguelites, it's kind of the same thing, but some additional elements here and there kind of added in. But honestly, it, it works. And you're playing this on PC, right? Yeah, I got a code uh, from Yogscast for Steam. Nice. So yeah, so, put it on sounds my like it'll it would be a good fit for if you had the Steam Deck or when it comes to Switch, if it does. Oh, if it came to Switch, that'd be that'd be perfect. But just having it on my laptop, like I'm gonna go on vacation soon, so I'm probably just gonna be sitting eh, not on the beach, but you know, outside on the deck and just probably playing <laughs> a shit ton of golfy. Nice, nice. All right. Um, how about uh, Zach? What have you been playing? Uh, so. I've been out of town a bunch the last couple of weeks with the coaching stuff, so I haven't had a lot of time to play. Um, but I had my Switch with me, so I was playing some more Kirby, which was great. Um, obviously, like I have my phone, so I was playing some like chess on my phone, if you count that as a video game. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the rules are on that. We will count it. All right, cool. And then uh, a couple of my buddies got NHL 2022, so I got that as well, because uh, it was through like the EA Play, through Game Pass or whatever, so I got that. Then I was scrolling through the EA Play, and I was like, oh, Battlefield 3 is on here. I love that campaign. So I downloaded that and started playing a little bit of the campaign again, uh, like one night, and then that was it. And then um, prepping for the new Super Mario Strikers game that's coming out, so I was playing Super Mario Strikers on the GameCube a little bit this past week, uh, just, in, just to get the juices flowing for that. Uh, so yeah, that, that's all I've been playing. So just pretty, pretty light gaming uh, here and there. So um, Chance, what about you? Of course, one of the my staple games I've always been playing is um, League of Legends. Back a long time ago, I mentioned I was playing Persona Five. Only I just for this text. Oh <laughs> uh, God, it made me so angry. I, well, it was just okay. So it's kind of a long story. I don't want to. I don't want to go on for too long. But essentially, I got the original Persona Five game, which was free with PlayStation Collection. PlayStation Collection, and essentially, like I played it a bunch and. Um, it's one of those games where like you have a calendar and you can only do a certain amount of things in each day and then the next day goes by. You have to by you know by the end of like a week you have to do something or else essentially the game ends like you fail. 
And I thought I I did all this stuff during the week and I'm like, okay, well, I technically still have a day left and I'm, I just completed what I needed to do. It's like, oh, I'm good. But it, the game doesn't tell you that you need like an extra day. So I needed like two days technically to do it. And so I technically had to, it kicked me back a whole week and I had to restart. So I like took a break of that game. Then I came back and only realized that Persona 5 is pers- the original Persona, but it was, had all the DLC, it had more story and more mechanics so essentially a better version of the original version. Persona 5 Royale. Yeah, Persona 5 Royale. And um, so like I essentially restarted. And so um, I'm pretty much back to where I am. And obviously I didn't really need to... What is, I, I, I kind of skipped through all the story up to that part because I knew what was happening. So I could just kind of fast go through all the story. Um, but I am back to where I am there and um, de- defeating the first castle. So I want to continue to play more of it because it's, you know, the story is going to be new to me. And plus some of the new characters that, you know, you can't see in the original, you know, kind of pop up. And that was kind of new to the story. But yeah, I've been playing that on my PlayStation because there hasn't been. I mean, yes, there are games on the PlayStation that I could be playing for sure. But um, I guess nothing really like recent, like new that's come out that's like really got me into the into a game on PlayStation. So that's the game I've been playing on there. And speaking of mobile games, they are still video games. Um, I There are three, actually, that I've been playing. Some of the two smaller ones is uh, Nino Kuni. It's like an anime game. It's kind of like MMO-ish where you do quests and you have, like, companions that you kind of level up. It's kind of like Pokemon or something. You, like, collect them, um, you know, and your character has a class and you can customize them. And MMO type, but it's like anime. It looks like anime and it looks it's graphically, it's really, really good. Kind of like a... Uh, Genshin um, Impact, in a sense, it kind of looks very good in the anime style on your, even on a cell phone. The other one I've been playing is Dislight, um, which is also another new uh, mobile game. It is a gotcha game, um, so there are a huge influx of those kind of games on mobile. I mean, that's where people make their money. It's you know, you spend real money to get the characters, you know, and it, it's essentially mythology characters like Wukong and. Like Odin and Thor and like Gaia and like from all the mythologies, but it puts them in kind of like a modern uh, theme. And the music on the game is really good. Like um, they've like made music, specific music for this game, and like the music is like really good. <laughs> I don't know for for a mobile game, it's really good. And I think the the animations and quality of the game is really good. It's just the only thing that is a gotcha game. It's like you know there are a lot of these get you know it does nothing completely different. But um, quality-wise and music-wise, it's a lot better than most games, like for sure. Um, and then lastly is uh, Diablo Immortal. Um, this game just came out. This was big. Uh, this is... Uh, well, is it out yet or is it like early access? It, it came out yesterday. Okay. Yeah, this is the big game. You know, the whole like, you know... Don't you people have phones? Yeah, why do you, do you have phones? <laughs> that, that, that whole thing, it's kind of like people were trying it out. Obviously, it's Diablo, but, you know, um, and I played it a little bit. I haven't gotten too far. But uh, I've been looking at a lot of videos on YouTube, and yes, the game is, in a sense, pay to win. There is a separate currency that you can use real money to upgrade your gear and, you know, kind of progress faster. So yes, the game is pay to win, which makes sense. I mean, that's the whole reason why they made a mobile game for Diablo. The game actually can look really good. Apparently, I I, with, I just have an iPhone 7 Plus. It's on PC as well. It, okay, that would make sense, because graphically it can look a lot... I mean, it would look just as good as if, you know, you're playing Diablo on your... On your so it's pretty much like an MMO Diablo. Like you, you're up running around in the area. You can see other players. You can talk to them. Uh, I think you can trade. I'm not really sure. Like I said, I'm not too far into it. But it's like an MMO Diablo. Um, and it is. It's free to play, right? It is free to play until unless 
like you want to spend money to get yeah, stuff because I, like, I I haven't played it, but I saw the IGN review in progress, and the, the their reviewer said he played twenty hours of it before he felt like he needed to put money into this. Like he yeah. said, the progression was good, and you know it has a campaign and story and stuff. And before he got into the end game, like he had put twenty hours into it without spending any money. So the, it is possible to do that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just like any mobile games, um, it's kind of like how long can you play the game before you hit that wall? Like every game like this comes out with, you know, they give you all these excess resources when you start to get you hooked. That may be like, oh, I have all these things I can get so much. And then you use them and you run out very quick. And then um, you get kind of feeling like, oh, well, I could have done so much before. Like maybe if I spend a little bit of money, I can do it again. And, you know, that's how they kind of get you into the the gotcha games and stuff like that. And, um, you know, games when you want to pro- like progress. And yes, you can play games free to play for sure. Um, but um, you will hit a wall and it will take you a long time to prog- to make any kind of progress. And a lot of people will just pass you up just because they have more money than you and get further and a lot quicker. Um, but yes, I mean, it does sound like you can play a lot of the game or a good amount of the game without having to spend money, but I'm sure you will hit that wall at some point to where like, you feel like, okay, I, you know, if I want to make some real meaningful progress that I may have to spend actual money. Um, so yeah, those are the games I'm playing a lot of them mobile, which is a little different. Um, and we don't really talk about a lot of mobile games. So I think it's good to get a little bit of insight even on, on those kind of games. Um, but, um, uh, Pat, what have you been playing? So, um, I'm still periodically playing Halo, uh, normally like once or twice, like a week, just kind of doing the challenges and stuff. I think I'm at level 50 of the battle pass so far out of a hundred and, you know, it's been out for like less than a month. So making good progress. Uh, I don't think I've put a shit ton of time into it either. I think I'm just being smart with, uh, doing challenges and stuff like that. Um, and you can do uh, XP boosts that I got from the previous battle pass that I've just been using. Like I'll get on, I'll do an XP boost for an hour and just play for that hour and stop. And then I won't play for a couple more days and whatever, but I'm, I've been having a lot of fun. I just had a crazy couple of plays when I was playing the other night and it's, it's still super fun. And the new game modes they added, I really like like land grab and stuff like that. Um, I do wish that they had added more than the one map for, uh, arena. I know they added that big team battle map as well, but it's just essentially one map for arena. So I, I think they do need to go, uh, make a little bit more progress on getting more maps in, um, to start remastering old maps, honestly, because some of those old maps are just fantastic. You just need to, you know, right click, save as halo infinite. As far as I know, I'm not a game developer, but you know. But yeah, I'm going to definitely keep playing more of that until at least I uh, max out the battle pass. And then I'll probably take another break, um, which seems to be a good rhythm with Halo Infinite. I've also been playing Norco, which is a uh, point and click adventure game that is on Game Pass PC. I don't believe it is on Xbox as of yet. I think it's PC only, Um, but it's been really fun. It's it's kind of like an old school point and click adventure game, uh, where you are in an alternate like future where uh, stuff is a lot more industrialized, and uh, you're in a a city in New Orleans. I think I've talked about this game before on the podcast, actually, Um, and I think uh, Rick has talked about it as well. Um, But I I got a little bit more further into it recently. Uh, I finished Act Two and. 
it is going some very interesting places and it's kind of doing the thing where you are playing in the present as uh k whose mom recently died so you're playing as uh well i guess daughter in my case because you can pick if you want to be a uh, son or daughter but you're playing as k and then you switch to her mother for certain flashback sequences you get some information as uh, k you get some information as her mother and then you're kind of putting the pieces together and then now i've just gotten to the point where i've gotten the mother's phone as k in the present timeline so stuff i did with her phone in the flashbacks carries over now so i'm able to access that and like kind of do stuff with it and i think uh there's a certain side quest i i could have done uh, I could have missed if I didn't do something in the in the previous timeline. But anyway, yeah, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but it's it's super fun and it's it's a nice story and I think it's going some interesting places and I'm definitely going to keep uh playing it to finish it and I highly recommend it. Um besides that, I've also been playing Old Skies, which is another uh point and click adventure game. Uh I got a code from Wadjet Eye Games. Uh, this is actually, so I'm not playing the full game. Uh, this is a demo. It's like a preview demo that is actually going to be coming out to everybody on June 13th as part of Summer Games Fest. They just gave me early access to the demo and it's basically another point and click adventure game. You play as Fia Quinn, who is an agent for the Chronozen Agency in the far future. And it's basically an agency that has perfected time travel and time travel is an option available to the super wealthy and you can go back in time and re-experience certain events or uh, redo certain things. You can even change certain aspects of the timeline as long as it's a low impact on the actual timeline. It's a very interesting concept and you can play one case. So I think they're going to have like about nine to 10 cases when the full game releases. Right now you're playing as one case uh, with this guy, uh, Joe Anderson who is a uh, a retired doctor. He had a bunch of different... Uh, he, he made some sort of medical technology that is basically the cure for cancer. Uh, and he wants to go back and have lunch at the diner when he was in college because in the future they have like this meat substitute and all this stuff. And he just wants to go back and have a, a meal at his like college hangout. So you... Are, you are Fia, Fia and you are the agent in charge of making sure he has a, a good time and B follows all the rules of time travel. A, so AKA he doesn't fuck up the timeline too badly. Um, and it's, it reminded me a lot of like those old, old school point and click adventure games where it doesn't really give you a lot of clues. You just kind of have to figure it out. And some of the solutions are a little bit more obtuse, but I mean, I figured it out like it's 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 one case right now. And I think it took me about maybe 40, 45 minutes to actually play. There's like one puzzle where I'm like, how the fuck do I? OK, I actually have to go somewhere else to do something. So, um, you know, if you're hitting your head against the wall, maybe just try going to a different location or uh, talking to somebody. And usually that'll help. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the full game to come out. And I don't believe it's coming out this year, but it is something to keep your eye on and I would highly recommend trying out the demo when it comes out on June 13th on steam. Uh, if you are into those point and click adventure games and last but not least, I have actually gone back to Jedi fallen order. Um, we're going to be talking about this in a little bit, but they just announced star Wars Jedi survivor, which is the sequel to fallen order. And that kind of made me want to go back and play it. And, you know, I had a great time with, 
Fallen Order uh, initially. It was in contention for a game of the year in 2019 when it came out. So obviously it was a very well-received game. Uh, it did have some trouble with uh, performance on the Xbox where I played it. It now does have an Xbox Series X version. Uh, however, that also isn't like perfect. I think the way they developed it, the uh, loading is actually associated with the frame rate somehow. So like whenever you are going to a new zone, there there could be like a hitch or a stutter or something. And it's, it is noticeable if you're constantly moving around to different zones and stuff like that, but um, it's still very much playable. Definitely better than it was originally. They've also added some new content since I last played. Like there's a, a training mode where you can kind of create your own challenges. They have challenges, um, you know, other uh, customization options and stuff like that are also available. I started playing the story again. Uh, I got to Zepho and then I kind of went back to my old file and uh, just did the collectibles. So I went to each planet and I basically hundred percented it, got all the achievements, enjoyed it just playing that, doing the combat and having all the abilities at my disposal and everything again, uh, really liked it. But then there are some things that kind of annoyed me, which I will talk about in a, a later section here. Uh, but that was pretty much it for what I've been playing. Uh, just before we get into not so news, a little housekeeping, uh, we are giving away codes, uh, every episode now. So until like whenever we have them. So, uh, this is a code for control which was our game of the year for 2019. Uh, this is a code for control on PC through good old games. So I'm going to read this one time and you can go back and listen to the code if you have any issues, but it is five, seven P M C B four, five, one D nine, nine B F five, zero two B. So enjoy that. Whoever ends up getting that. What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news. All right, moving on to not slow news. This is where we discuss the week's biggest video game news. Uh, it's not super slow, but it's not fast either. It's not fast, or it's what you fucking know. Anyway, <laughs> I I kind of have a cold, so uh, pardon me if you are having some trouble understanding me or anything. But our first story here is Jedi survivor was announced. Uh, like I alluded to before, this is the sequel to Jedi fallen order. They announced this at star Wars celebration. You know, it was rumored that it was going to be there, but there was no, any advanced announcement or anything. Uh, it was basically just a CG teaser trailer and it shows like the mantis, which is crash landed on this like Rocky desert planet. Uh, it shows Cal fighting a hooded uh, figure with a, a red lightsaber who looks to be missing his right arm. Uh, and then there's a Grand Inquisitor looking motherfucker who gets a package that has Cal's lightsaber in it. And he's got this like dot. He's got this monologue throughout the trailer about like, you know, how can you lead when there's no one to follow you and, you know, menacing stuff there. And the trailer ends with Cal in an old, like overgrown abandoned facility uh, with a mysterious figure in a back to tank who also looks to be missing his right arm. So coincidence, probably that's like a star Wars thing in general, right? Like everyone getting their arm cut. <laughs> that's like a like, hand like arm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, and then the game is uh, coming out 2023, but they didn't give an actual date. So just sometime in 2023. And it is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles. So current gen only. So we're finally getting to that space where 
games are going to start being exclusive to current gen and not cross gen, which, you know, we, we figured it, it should have happened like last year, but you know, we're in uh, uncharted waters here. Uh, what do you guys think about the trailer overall? Um, I mean, I don't know what to, th- I mean, it looks great. It looks interesting. It's just going to have to wait until next year to see anything about it. But yeah, the, uh, the official press release says it's picking up five years after the events of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor is a third person narrative driven action adventure game from Respawn Entertainment developed in collaboration with Lucasfilm. Uh, we are leveraging advanced technology to create more dynamic Jedi combat and cinematic storytelling to expand on Cal's story as he matures and survives during the dark times. We cannot wait to share more about the game with the world later this year. So, anybody have any theories or anything? I'm kind of hoping that they follow up with the what was supposed to, what I thought was going to be the original story. Because the beginning of Fallen Order, it's like, okay, cool. You're going to track down all these Jedi who, like, are now in hiding. He's probably going to try and find other Jedi. Um, in my my headcanon or whatever, I think he wants to go back and learn more about the Jedi and the Zepho and the connection with the Force and all that stuff. So, um, I think in that, he maybe tries to find this old, I'm assuming this Jedi in the back to tank who's been there a while because the facility is abandoned, uh, maybe is a Jedi who was put in there before Order 66. And then when they wake him up, something happens, he learns, and he's like, fuck it, I'm turning to the dark side now, and he has to end up fighting him. So I think that might be where the story's headed. So I've seen some wild theories that this is Revan. Okay. That they're bringing Revan into the canon, but which is that- crazy. It's fucking it, nuts because that was like so long ago. It doesn't look anything like him, but people are like, they can rewrite the canon to make it fit how they want. And they're like, this is a setup for the uh, the remake that's coming out next year. There are some crazy theories out there, but let's not talk about theories. Let's talk about what do you hope they change with the sequel? I will go first, having just replayed uh, Jedi Fallen Order and 100%ing it. They need a fast travel system. Because it is so annoying to go to Zepho and go to like the heart of like the underground, yeah. get that last 2% that you need to make the, that map 100%. And then now you have to go through all this shit to go back to the Mantis. Like, either let me fast travel to the Mantis or let me fast travel in between meditation points. Well, typically, That's like, well, typically like when in, in all of those places, if you did. Like if you travel or like kind of explore, shortcuts open up. Yeah, shortcuts open up on the way back, but just not on the way there or whatever. It's just like. But also, you come back to this planet. Most of the planets you come back to multiple times, and something happens that changes the topography, and now that shortcut that you might have unlocked is no longer unlocked, and now you have to go all the way around a different route to get to where you would have went the first time you got to the planet. So it's. Maybe when you're playing the game, it's a little easier to to do that. But like when you go back to do other stuff is when you run into that wall. And it's it's definitely an issue. And the map isn't super great in telling you, oh, this path that you took the first time is now locked. So right. I have to I had to go back around. And I think they needed to make a new map. I thought the map was shit. The map wasn't terrible. It is definitely taking uh if you guys don't remember, it's it's doing the thing where it's projecting a 3D image like a Metroid, 
and you kind of it's like move it around and manipulate it to see like elevation differences and stuff. Uh, it's not terrible. It's not the most easy to one to read either. So I definitely think it could use some improvements there. Uh, anything else that you guys are hoping for? Or? It's more like Jedi on Jedi battles or like lightsaber battles, right? There, yeah, there's there, some, there some boss battles in the first one, but not like most of the people you're fighting were stormtroopers or animals. Maybe some mm-hmm. like uh, space, like ship battling. Space combat. I'm not a big fan of some of the ponchos that they have, like just the character designs. Yeah, I played the entire game without the poncho as the. I just, I, I just think like the uh, wardrobe and stuff just wasn't great. It didn't look. And also, good. What I remember is like I'd go around like all these this crazy route that's not like the main path, and like I'd go through all these like little puzzles, not really puzzles, but like platforming, just to get a different color of poncho. I thought that was kind of a a letdown. Like yeah. if we could kind of yeah. utilize more power ups. I think when we when we talked about this game originally, I talked about how like a sequel could like utilize so much more, so much better. Yeah, I think it'll be like an Assassin's Creed one to two jump in terms of gameplay and quality of life improvements and stuff like that. Um, I do like that idea of having more Jedi skills or more ways to use your skill points that kind of cater to your play style as opposed to like everyone just being able to unlock everything. And at the end, everyone has the same powers. Um, maybe a light side, dark side thing. I know you are Jedi, but you know, maybe you can lean a little bit towards the dark side and get some different abilities or something. Yeah. I will say, I hope they don't fall down the, uh, the same like mistake of taking all your powers away at the beginning of the sequel and then having to re earn them because right. That was it. Was part of the first game. It was part of uh, Cal Cal's journey, relearning, reconnecting with the Force, getting these powers back. But then to take them away again at the beginning of the sequel just seems a little redundant. Come come up with new powers. Uh, you know, he has the ability to sense Force Echo, so you can always do like there are abilities that he's learning from other Jedi that have you know walked the same path or something. So, twenty twenty three. You guys excited? Oh uh, yeah. No, it's going to be a big year. Yeah. Lots. There's going to be a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Although we said the same thing about 2022 last year. But everything so. got delayed till next year. So now it's just <laughs> stacking. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Moving on. Um, some major uh, PlayStation IP are getting adaptions to the TV screen. So Horizon is getting a show at Netflix. God of War is getting a show at Amazon. And Gran Turismo is getting a TV show that they are currently shopping around to a bunch of different streaming services. They haven't really found anyone to take that off their hands. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, it's going to be like the next Fast and the Furious. Just be a, <laughs> like, so originally people were like, oh, yeah, you mean it's going to be like a Top Gear type, you know, TV show where they're doing like real life uh, racing stories. And it's kind of be like documentary almost. But they're like, no. We are actually looking at Neil Blomkamp, the director of District 9, to direct <laughs> this story-driven TV show. I'm like, what? For Gran Turismo? So uh, this is in addition to some properties that have already gotten adaptions. So uh, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie from the John Wick director. Uh, Last of Us TV show is coming out on HBO in 2023. And Twisted Metal is going to be coming to Peacock. And they just announced Will Arnett is voicing Sweet Tooth. So, yeah, my 
intrigue for this show just went from like negative 10 to like 30 out of 100 yeah that, that might be a really good adaptation yeah i wonder if they're gonna have all the other characters and stuff like that like um if you guys play all the old old twister medals like axel the guy who's like the one black dude he's like in the in the one wheel the big wheel <laughs> oh he has or two like wheels a, he's holding he's two holding wheels? two big wheels yeah okay yeah it is um i like specter he was like in that mustang blue mustang with the white racing stripes and his ultimate was that he could turn invisible or not invisible but like any missiles would go through him yeah. and um and then i also liked uh calypso which um i thought he was like one of the main characters in one of the games he was the main villain of the first one at least and then i believe he ended up showing up in three yeah like his car was like a big semi with like a nuke on the back and he was kind of like you can send it out and you can like you have, to, you have to use the button to shoot it, and then you reactivate it, and it will, like, nuke an area. And it was really hard to hit people, but if it did, it, like, one-shotted people. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they'll have, like, a bunch of other characters. Because they're all freaking crazy psychopath, like, murderers in, like, a racing game. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I'd say I, I, I Twisted Metal 2 was one of the first games I got for my original PlayStation. Yeah, I just remember... You know, it's a competition, and if you win the competition, you get whatever whatever you could possibly wish for. Yeah. But all your wish, all like everybody. That's the story of Twisted Metal. Yeah. Yeah, you get a wish. <laughs> you, get, like, you wish for something that you want. And then is the there wish a is genie, or up. who's who's granting it's this like, wish? It's like Tower of God. I think it's actually Calypso. Um, he'll like he'll grant you your wish, but really, it's like a like the guys want Monkey's like a. Paw? It's yeah, basically like that. It's like be careful what you wish for, kind of shit. <laughs> um, so I just remember like these really, really cheesy like cartoon excerpts of like like really shitty voiceovers of like, yeah, man, I want this, and it's like ha ha ha, or, like I want a new <laughs> set of treads for my my ride, and then it's like uh, it's we made him out of the corpse of your wife, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or some shit like that. It, it's, it's insane. <laughs> That's going to be the episode title now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, so now much to say. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, Last of Us, but God of War might actually be decent, but, you know, we'll see how Amazon is. I mean, they've done the boys, but uh, that I think their real, like, test of measure is going to be the Lord of the Rings series coming out later this year. Um yeah, moving on. So we did get some additional details for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And I'm just going to give it to our resident Pokemon expert here, Chance. So, yeah, we got a new trailer uh, that showed some additional gameplay details. Um, it showed two professors, I guess, depending on what version you get. Um, I don't know why, but they make the professors look so hot. I don't know why they're doing that, but they have been. <laughs> Uh, it is open world, so it's taking from that Pokemon Arceus, um, it's building off of that, where it's straight up open world, and you see Pokemon in the overworld on top of, I think, also being able to get into battles in the grass. I think they said that was also returning. Um, it did look like you can actually still sneak up on Pokemon. Like, I thought they said they were taking that away, or people assumed that they were going to, um, but it shows the trainer sneaking up on a Pokemon. Uh, and this game actually looked like it also, um, it kind of supports legitimate four-player co-op to where you can actually have three other trainers in your world running around. And I'm sure you can trade and battle each other and maybe do two-on-two. -two. I don't really know. I'm At that point, I'm speculating. But at least it looked like you could have three other trainers 
in your world running around. Um, yeah, they said you can explore, trade, and battle with friends. Yeah, so I mean, that's like that'd be cool if you could do like a two on two with like you know your friend and then you're fighting your two other friends. Like that'd be sick. Um, it did look like gyms might be making a return um, because in Arceus, like it was they really gyms, are, it was yeah. trials. So that'll be very interesting as well. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, oh, they introduced some new Pokemon as well. They introduced like the the uh, regional rodent. Um, you know how like you know Ratatata was like you know one of the starter rodent Pokemon. This one um, is like looks like it's electric. So this is like this region's Pikachu. Um, and then it also showed uh, what a meme. One of the biggest meme Pokemon out right now is Lechonk. Uh, it's a, like a piglet. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen memes on that recently. Um, it's like everyone's just loving this pig Pokemon. Le- it's adorable, and they they love its name. Um, I think it's actually a word for. Um, I don't know if the Philippines or something. It actually means like pig roast or something like that. Is it like, true It's that... actually a playoff of words, which is something Pokemon always does um, when they name their Pokemon. Sometimes it actually means something else. Is um, it true that it's the one Pokemon that you can't like nickname or something? I saw a meme. I ha- no, I no. That's that's a, no. That's a that's a meme because uh, people that would have like been the... funny. <laughs> that would have been funny. But I think really that, I, I think that. a lot of people will not change its name. They just people just love the word the Lechonk. Yeah. Um, I mean, why would you change? It's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, uh, the game looks really good, and I'm I'm excited. I can't believe it comes out this year. Hopefully, there aren't any setbacks or anything. But it looks it looks awesome. Did you already mention it's the players can progress in any order? Yes. Um, yeah. So it did want to kind of continue with the whole. You choose how you progress. Like you can do. I'm sure. Maybe I, mean, I don't know if that means you can go to any gym in any order. Um, if that's true, then the game I would think would um, scale. Um, like you know, the first gym you go to is going to be these levels. But after you beat the first gym, then the next gym will be these levels. I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, but I would think the game would scale with your Pokemon, which would be interesting. Um, yeah, all we Obviously. have from the official press release is that players will be able to visit areas in any order without story gating progress. So, yeah, so no, no, no Snorlaxes stuck in the road that you have to go get a flute to get you know to move. Like there'll be none of that. Uh, at least there shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this game just looks like it's building off Pokemon Arceus, and it's going to be a mix of Pokemon Arceus and. Um, old school RPG Pokemon games. So um, the last thing they showed was uh, the Pokemon legendaries, which look badass. They're probably like the most badass looking legendaries they've introduced in Pokemon in a while. I don't know. The birds were pretty good from the first. Yeah, the okay. Well, that's the, that's the original though. I mean, that's a lot of Pokemon games in between. Um, yeah. The birds are badass. I do agree. I mean, like, but these reptiles like look fucking cool. Um, uh, uh, Koreadon? I don't even know how to say it. Uh, Koreadon? Uh, Koreadon? Po- I, Kore- I think it's Koreadon. I don't know. <laughs> but um, that's the Pokemon Scarlet. He looks very like Aztec, kind of primitive looking. Um, it says, you know, I guess he's rumored to be dragon fighting. Um, and then uh, uh, Miradon, um, the Violet starter, he's kind of like this Legendary. little bit smaller... Not what did starter. I say? You, you said starter. No, I starter. Okay, I meant I wish he was a starter, but no, yeah, he's the he's the other legendary, the violet legendary. Um, he looks like a little bit more smaller, but like very modern. Like he has freaking jets for legs. His chin is carbon fiber. 
Um, he has very like. Is he even a Pokemon anymore? Is this the machine? Well, the thing that I've been thinking is, if you look at their necks, they look like tires, and uh, at least on uh, oh Mirrodon, one big Mirrodon, like Mirrodon, um, like he kind of like his tail kind of looks like a like a back of a seat. So people are thinking you can probably ride these legendaries. Like in Arceus, there was you could ride on stuff. So I think tra- like traversing the open world will co- once again come back, and you can ride on certain Pokemon and stuff like that. This game isn't even um, recognizable anymore. So I mean, well, they're trying to evolve. It's, I mean, it's good because they were mm-hmm. literally releasing the same game over and over and over again, like just top down, left, right, up. RPG and you know it needs to you know evolve to survive and you know Pokemon's one of those franchises that will new Pokemon will be coming out in forty years like from now. <laughs> but um All right. which one are you getting? Oh which version? I'm getting violet for sure. Um I like the I just like bluish purple color and I like that legendary. I think it looks really cool. It's carbon fiber chin. I like that. <laughs> that that's what that's what that's what point. sells me. That sells me, yeah. Uh, we know Zach's getting both. Rick? <laughs> Probably Violet. Yeah, I already have Violet pre-ordered, so. There's four of us, so we can all be in the world together, like, and we can all battle. I'll be in so two. Cool. And then you have the starters here. Are we <laughs> saying what starter we're going to get to? Is that what Yeah, well? if you want to yeah. introduce Be them, quick man. about it. Uh, Sprigatito, uh, which is the grass starter. It's a grass cat. Uh, a lot of people want this starter to be on all fours, and they don't want it to turn into like a bipedal Pokemon. Apparently, that's a thing in the Pokemon community where they hate. They want like a four, like a starter that's on all fours. It's like a nitpicky thing. Um, and then there's Fuecoco, which is like kind of like the alligator fire. Well, first of all, the fire like element or whatever in the game is a very popular one, and. Um, this one looks like a freaking crocodile and people think it plays off the uh, mythology of um, like the crocodile fairy. So people think this might be a fire fairy um, because there's a mytholo- mythological crocodile that has like wings or something. And it's they think it might be a fairy type. But that's, Which mythology that, that's it. has this? I, I forget, but it, it's natural <laughs> mythology thing. You have to look it up. Um, sorry, I don't you have, have the exact thing. It it's a, I think it's, it's, actual a, mythology. it's a Spanish mythology. I'm not really sure. Maybe like Aztec. What what I'm really angry about here is that they broke the pattern. Because you have Sprigatito, it ends in the same thing. And then you have Fuecoco, and then the last one is just Quaxley. Quaxley, Honestly, like, like he looks uh, like that that, that toupee. It looks like Donald Trump. Yeah, it looks like Donald Trump. Honestly, that hair, like, that is amazing. People are (laughs) speculating that... um, He's he's gonna he might be like a water fighting because he might be a uh, uh he's gonna be like a like a sailor or like a pirate or something like a sailor or something like that like he's gonna have like a I don't know what the word the actual like a brigadier I don't know kind of like something like that like someone who buccaneer uh, a buccaneer I guess something like, like that kind of like someone who's like a fighter on the, in the on the ocean kind of thing like he's so a pirate he looks like he's, he's gonna fighter, build a so. wall yeah a wall of <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and who's gonna pay for this? <laughs> no, <I'm> not, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, which one? Of the, I'll go last. Which? Uh, what are you doing, Rick? Which one are you picking? Honestly, like I, I'm probably Sprigatito because I always go grass. I've gone grass for since. Gen oh yeah, and, and everyone likes the weed symbol on his face. Everyone likes that too. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but i've always gone grass subconsciously but, rick is very attractive to <laughs> but honestly quaxley in that hair it's majestic yeah. hair like that's yeah. natural then i'm gonna go quaxley 
Like I normally go fire, but I think I'm gonna go Quaxley. <laughs> We're all gonna have like the same thing. I really like Quaxley a lot too. Quaxley and uh, Fue Coco, they do always. They usually wait until like it's like a maybe like a week before the game comes out, but they always do like show the second evolution. Um, the and final? then I think the final either I think the final usually gets leaked. They always have like a a beta come out where people get their hands on it like a week or so or maybe a couple days before the game comes out and then they leak it online um but yeah they do do a good job of keeping it under wraps until like maybe a couple weeks until the game comes out or something like that plus there are uh there's the there's apparently a person who does riddles and he does like symbols describing a pokemon and he's like really accurate but people have no idea what he means until like they actually see it and like oh i see what he meant by these symbols like I think the one he had one was a lizard with like an Aztec symbol next to him. I think he was referring to one of the legendaries, but I'm not sure who the le- who that leaker was. But um, I may have to go back and look and see what else he said because he may be onto something. Um, but yeah, um, Zach, did you say what you were who you're gonna pick? No, it just like it's tough because like Quaxley is just. <laughs> It's just <laughs> it looks goofy. like we're all big Quaxley fans. But like, well, well, like the big thing is, is like it's all based on like the level of like difficulty to start, right? Like if you start with water, like historically, it's always been like an easier game if you started with water. Sprigatito is the most adorable to me, so I would probably go with that. Um, yeah. Fuecoco, Fuecoco, like just as a Pokemon, just looks like he would just be like an absolute dickhead. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just, I not mean, gonna, like people are I'm thinking just like, not. Fuecoco looks be like, like one badass. Fuecoco looks like he's just a troublemaker, bro. And I don't need that in my life when I'm starting out on a journey. I need shit that's stable. So like, like Fuecoco's a no go. But like, I think Sprigatito or Quaxley would be fun. But I, I would probably lean towards Sprigatito because it's adorable. And then um, last thing here, the game is coming out November 18th this year. So normal pokemon time right I know, yeah i would uh, say so yeah it's just crazy that they've released arceus and then they had the other pokemon game uh what was it before that i already forgot diamond and pearl so like they're they're pumping out like that two mainstream pokemon games a year now instead of just one well uh diamond and pearl was november of last year and then uh this was, well i guess uh, that's like the how quickly like yeah that came out and then literally like three months like two three months later freaking arceus comes out and it's like so quick. But all right, moving on after Pokemon, uh, we are going to talk about Sonic Frontiers. They just released some gameplay of this as a part of IGN first. Uh, I think there's like seven minutes of exploration and like six minutes of combat. I don't think this looked good at all. Like I don't consider myself a Sonic fan. I've never really, you know, played too many of the games or, you know, watched the TV show. I haven't even seen the new movies. So definitely, like, I'm not, I didn't go into this interested, but I did just see the gameplay. And it is open world. They try to make it like a a Breath of the Wild type, you know, grassy uh, plateaus, hills, mountains, all that stuff. But then they have this, like, futuristic looking architecture that just kind of clashes with that. And then there's a lot of, like, floating rails and platforms uh, and stuff like that where, like, you need Sonic to, like, grind on rails or, like, run up a platform or something like that. And you can't really have that in this uh, uh, plain-looking world or whatever that they have. Uh, gameplay seems like a normal Sonic game with, like, running, jumping, grinding, collecting rings, all that shit. Uh, I did notice a lot of pop-in 
in in the trailer uh or the the gameplay chance your thoughts um yeah i think i mentioned this in slack and um it just looks kind of like a fan-made sonic game on like unreal engine um like i like how they tried to keep the whole like it's like they're trying to mix new with old. You know, when you saw Sonic get hit, he'd like, you know, fall on his face, get back up. He'd like blink in and out, you know what I mean? Kind of like in the old games. And then you'd see his ring of, his circle of rings come out of him. Um, they did show the different ways you can beat the, you know, enemies. You know, there was one you had to make a circle around and then it would like shoot it up and then you can hit its core and to destroy it. There was one where he like, he jumped up and shot like, you know, waves of attacks at something from like, at a, you know from a distance um like it just seems maybe a little repetitive and it just doesn't like it just doesn't look right i guess like it looks literally looks like a fan-made game in a sense um yeah i was just telling um, rick before we started recording the podcast that it kind of looks like uh a like leaked gameplay we would get from a game that was canceled like way back the when and like the footage is just coming out now and we're like okay i can see why this was canceled like it did not look like I don't know if it's just the way they showed it or whoever was playing it just didn't really have a good flow or however, but I, I did not yeah. care for it at all. I mean, unfortunately for Sonic, like the, I think the last good Sonic game was the one that they remade the old games. I forget it was remade Colors by uh, or something. Generations. Generations. Was it generations? Yeah. They remade it. Um, and it was amazing. Um, but like unfortunately sonic games recently haven't really been the best however the movies are doing very well uh sonic 1 was very good sonic 2 was also done you know i wouldn't say it's done amazingly well but i mean it's definitely successful I, it it did pretty good so i mean if anything sonic is doing better as a movie franchise than it is a video game franchise right now um and i think you know this that's the video the movies are kind of going to translate into the games where it's like oh i saw sonic 2 like oh man i want to play the new sonic game that comes out kind of thing and um, they've already hinted that there's already going to be a Sonic 3 uh, movie, um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I wonder I, if there will be, like, a a good Sonic game, you know what I mean? I feel like it's been a long time I don't think since we've been a really good Sonic game. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think this is it either, um, yeah. but we'll see. I, I saw a hard drive post uh, that said uh, Sonic game on next-gen consoles is going to be one of the bad ones. <laughs> but, um, yeah, honestly, like, I... I looked at the exploration trailer and it the world looked huge it looked it looked amazing i saw how you kind of scaled a building there but i didn't really see any like reason yeah yeah it's like okay cool like i i would just it seemed like the guy was running around and doing a lot of cool stuff and it seemed like it worked really well and he was able to continuously move without like getting like stopping too much but also at the same point like where are you going like what's your goal like and that's the point. Like those Sonic games have always been linear levels, but like meticulously designed to be fun and like hidden paths and you're collecting the rings and you're trying to get it like through as quick as possible. When you open that up, like what's the point, you know, like Zelda, you have combat, you have a story, you have like reasons to go around and explore, but like Sonic, I just don't know how well they'll be able to translate that. And yeah, we don't have any idea what the story is. But I'm thinking if you wanted to change up the Sonic gameplay and like kind of bring in new fans or anything, what would have been cool is a Sonic RPG, like, you know, like a Mario RPG or like a a Paper Mario type thing. Like Mario has 
had so many successful games because they use Mario in all these different game types to kind of like attract all these different fans. Like, why can't you do that with Sonic? Why can't we get a Sonic RPG and a Sonic, you know, uh, 2D platformer and a 3D platformer and a Sonic mini game game, um, stuff like that. Like, I think Sega definitely needs to expand the IP and they're kind of doing that with the movies, but make the games a little better. I don't think a high budget open world Sonic game is how you start that. I mean, it's um, a little late for that, don't you think? Yeah, we are what, like year 30 or whatever. Or yeah, like at, th- at this point, Sonic is what it is. It's a stigma and as a brand, like. I mean, it's it, never too late to get a new franchise going. Like Mario is still coming out with new stuff and going back to like Strikers and Mario Party and all the stuff that has spun off doesn't spin yeah, off unless but, they take a chance on it initially. So. No, yeah, no, absolutely. It's just like there's just like a marketability to Mario that's been established that Sonic just doesn't have. I think because Sega has mismanaged it, but there's no, yeah, but at this point, if they came out with a, if if they came out with a trailer for Sonic RPG, you're telling me you wouldn't be interested. I, I mean, I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't be interested, but I, I don't dislike Sonic. So it'd be cool. But like, as like a market, Sonic has the benefit of also being multi-platform. So that's true, but it's just been so mismanaged. Just copy what Mario, what they're doing with Mario and make it multi-platform. But at this point, it's been so mismanaged that it doesn't make a difference. Does it? So, yeah. And yeah, these enemies. So like the combat demo, I like, obviously we don't have the official names for any of these enemies, but I wrote down <laughs> the, their descriptions and what I'm going to call them. So uh, we have floating ball monster. Uh, we have swin- skinny twig alien with a rock shield thing, polygon man, and then giant machine thing with three arm tentacles. So a lot of, a lot of enemy variety there, but <laughs> I don't know, it, it seems like you were defeating them all the same way. Like Chance talked about, you're either jumping, dashing, punching, kicking, or you're doing the thing where you run around really fast and that like makes a circle. And yeah. Then you're just like, is there going to be any skill tree with new abilities? Like, are there like, you know what I mean? I mean, Sonic doesn't have to be naked. Maybe you could wear like clothes or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like to give him stats or maybe you can build Sonic to be different than like just normals. I don't know what I mean. Like maybe he can <laughs> be more than just shoes. being fast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Change his shoes to give him like give him real different teeth? speed or like, no. <laughs> yeah. So Sonic does not look impressive to anyone here, right? No. Not to bash Sonic, that's just not fair, but... Uh, so moving on to topic of show, this was the state of play that was released on uh, June 2nd, so just yesterday at the time of recording. Quite possibly the best state of play we've ever had. And we're just going to kind of go through the highlights here, which is most of the show, because they were all fucking highlights, honestly. Uh, it starts off with just the date 3 and then it kind of goes to a forest and this like, you know, guitar is kind of playing in the background, like acoustic guitar. So I'm like, oh shit, they're starting with Last of Us Remake. And then it like goes into Resident Evil and then it's Resident Evil 4 Remake. I'm like, that's awesome too. <laughs> like I was kind of like super excited and then I'm like, oh shit, like you kept me at that same level of excitement. But this is a full reimagining uh, the storyline. Uh, while keeping the essence of its direction, modernizing the graphics and updating the controls to a modern standard, kind of like what they did with Resident Evil Two and Three Remake. <laughs> they're just gonna redo all of the all the Resident Evils, and they're doing a good mix of like 
remake, new game, remake, new game. And now we're on remake. So yeah, I mean, it, it looks really good. Uh, RE engine has always looked really good recently. Uh, Rick, you know more about this? Any thoughts? Yeah. And honestly, I think they did seven and then two remake and then three remake and then eight. I'm, that just, that timeline makes more sense like in my mind. Well, Resident Evil 4 is very fresh in my mind. Um, I bought it as uh, first game and probably only game I actually bought on my Oculus. <laughs> so yeah, I'm super pumped. And especially if they kind of remake it in the style of like two and three and kind of do what they did. Because right now, if you played Resident Evil 4, you can, like I've gone back and I played it many times. It's great, but once you kind of get the story down, once you know what to do, like it's really not too bad. Even playing in VR, like the initial like opening scene kind of is like i remember like it took me so long to beat it but now in vr i was able to kind of run around and it really wasn't much of a challenge because i knew how to go about it but um the one thing that the resident evil 2 and 3 remake kind of instilled is like a sense of discomfort Mm -hmm. yeah especially with like mr x and everything like it's like oh all these things that you know it's like okay you i know if i go to this place then i'll be safe but They've started recently, like kind of like tearing the, like ripping the carpet from underneath you, and just giving you a whole new level of terror. And I think yeah. with Resident Evil Four, that's going to work so fucking well. Yeah, uh, comes out March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. So a little bit after your birthday, there, Rick. Um, Honestly, it's funny because uh, Code Veronica, I think back in uh, two thousand, uh, came out like right around my birthday too. They they like to do that. <laughs> yeah, they they seem to like that early like first half of the year thing. Cause I feel like I'm not sure about seven, but I know remake came out in like January remake two came out in January remake three came out in April. And then village was also like right around then. Yeah. Uh, I believe. Um, they also said there's PSVR two content in development for uh resident evil four remake. Uh, no date on that. So we're not sure when, you know, if that'll be available at launch or, when VR2 is officially out or if that's coming later in a patch. But at some point you will be able to play maybe the full game, maybe part of it in VR. So uh, kind of started off with a bang and then they kind of went into like a montage of like, here's four games coming to PSVR2. Uh, one of them was Resident Evil Village. So you can play all the village in PSVR2. I mean, I've talked about my thoughts on that game at length. I think I have the... I think I reviewed it for the podcast as well. I'm yeah, not a it. huge fan of the game overall. I did really like the uh, uh, ben- Bienvenido house, and that in VR I think would be really like creepy That'd be and fucking fucked terrifying. Up. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I don't want to play through the rest of it to get to VR. But I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, VR lady uh, Dimitris." <laughs> Dimitris, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like, I just want to. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? The puppet house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. House. <laughs> so that'd be that'd be fucking terrifying. But the baby, like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, next up, we had uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter two Retribution. Uh, they said this is coming out 2022. So I'm like, wait, is PSVR going to come out 2022? And then I looked up the press release. They're like, no, it's coming out for psvr and pc in 2022 and then 2023 for psvr 2 which makes me think psvr 2 is going to be coming out 2023 so 
glad we got to the bottom of that. Uh, also, No Man's Sky was announced for PSVR 2. This is already available on PSVR. So now, is this our their way of telling us that not all games are backwards compatible and you know, the developers have to go back and release release a version of the game on PSVR 2. If so, that is kind of disappointing. So it, it seems weird that we're getting announcements for PSVR 2 without them giving us the full details. We still have these huge questions about PSVR 2, and they're like, oh, the games are coming. Don't worry. So, um, And then finally, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, they did show some gameplay of this. Uh, you're fighting some Stormbirds, some Thunderjaws. Uh, they did introduce the character and a little bit of the story. Go watch the trailer if you're super interested. Um, I wonder how they're going to translate that gameplay into VR without people throwing up. Because <laughs> that's all about like fast pace. You're rolling around. You're aiming for certain parts on these birds and uh, dinosaurs and stuff that are huge. And like you're rolling around and avoiding attacks and stuff. Either they're going to have to do like entire battles in slow motion or they're going to have to really dumb down the AI or I don't know. They're going to have to do something to make that translate well to VR without you having like huge motion sickness. So I'm not really craving more Horizon content after Forbidden West. I don't know about you guys, but anyone super excited for this? I mean, I don't have any of the VR stuff, so this is just... Yeah, kind of... I'm not too Well, no much one has PSVR 2, Zach, so... No, I understand that, but I'm not going to get the <laughs> VR stuff anytime soon, so it's just kind of like whatever for me. Um, I'm in a similar boat. I just haven't really delved into the VR scene yet, so... Um, well, VR there's a great entry right point. <laughs> they also took this time to announce a new update for Forbidden West that includes New Game Plus. Uh, they allowed you to transmog gear and weapons now and then they've also they're, they're also going to release new gear new weapons and new trophies so kind of a, a major update uh, i'm i'm not sure this is enough to make me go back after i've already beaten the game but you know if you haven't picked it up yet maybe there's a reason or maybe if you stop playing you can go back and kind of get some new goodies there moving on they also said spider-man remastered is coming to pc uh i'm surprised that well i'm surprised but i understand it because i'm surprised that it's they're doing this so soon and it's coming out, you know, August 12th this year. Um, but it makes sense because, you know, that game is going to sell huge. It sold huge on uh, PlayStation and it's going to sell huge on PC. It's going to open it up to new people that don't have a PS4 or PS5. And you're going to make a shit ton of money from that. And it's they're kind of doing the same thing uh, that they did with Horizon and now God of War and stuff. They're putting the old games on PC to generate new fans who now are like, Hey, I want to play the next Spider-Man game. Oh, that's only for PS five. I need to get a PS five now. So it's very smart of them. Uh, I think, uh, modders are going to have a good time with Spider-Man and adding in a lot of cool stuff in there and stuff. But, um, and you guys looking to play this on PC or nah. Uh, no, I, if I, I do want to play Spider-Man. Um, but I kind of, I want to play it on the PlayStation. Um, I recommend getting uh, Miles Morales. You probably get that Ultimate Edition for cheap, and that includes the first Spider-Man game remastered and Miles Morales. So yeah, I saw that, but it was it was like full price. It was still seventy dollars, or yeah, it was still seventy bucks. Did you look on the PlayStation Store? I'm I'm saying like look for the physical version somewhere. Alexa, oh yeah, that's on the on the store is full price. Yeah, I'd have to get a physical to get it at a discount. 
Because you say, know they ain't selling that that game on a discount on the store. Yeah, at least not anytime soon. Um, and then after that, they went into Stray. Uh, people are very excited about playing as a cat. I am indifferent towards it. It looks pretty cool, actually. <laughs> looks really cool. Yeah, they had they they showed some stealth and some combat and stuff. Yeah, I kind of like like this. This was the most intriguing trailer that I've seen from Stray. Oh, okay. I thought you said you're going to say this is the most intriguing trailer of this state of play. For Stray specifically, everything we've seen for it, I was just say, yeah, this is kind of like whatever, but this, when we saw uh, at the state of play, I was like, oh, this this makes it look like a game that I would like to play. This makes it look like super interesting. I, there, there's going to have to be something story-based involved with this where it's like, oh, why is this the importance of everything that's going on. So I was like really yeah. intrigued with what I saw. It's like everyone are like, everyone's like robots and like, yeah, but they're like, like a lot of them like, like freak out like creatures and stuff. Yeah. Like it looks like a platformer. Like you have to get like, you know, go into like really clever ways, like to jump on stuff to get to where you need to. Yeah. Get or like and... the stealth where you can like hide in boxes for like, from like the security robots and stuff. But then there's like a lot of robots that are skittish with you. And then there's other ones that are called like in the dialogue, they were called like guardians or something. And you could like talk to them and they were like helpful. So you have like NPCs that are like scared of you. They're going to kill you uh, or um, that will help you. Uh, so just a like, kind of pretty standard like uh, interactions with them. But it, was, it just like what we saw just like looked interesting. And it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of like, like there's combat where you're like evading combat, but nothing they showed where it was like you could actually actively combat what is attacking you. So, I mean, I guess you're a cat. So like, what the hell are you going to do? But well, didn't they show a previous trailer where you had like a laser thing strapped to your back where you're shooting? Oh, they did. I think so, but like because we didn't see it in this, it was just kind of like or like the use of that laser. We didn't see the laser come go off at all in this one, did we? Yeah, and, and uh, I also think the laser was before the delay, so I think they might have like been like ah, or they're just saving the best for the actual game. Well, the fact that we didn't see it in this, but may have seen it previously, makes it seem like something that you're not going to be able to use super frequently, or like something that's just like. Maybe not as like actively utilized just in general. Uh, they didn't announce the release date officially, which is now uh, July nineteenth, and it is coming free to anyone who has PlayStation Plus Extra, so the second tier, or uh, premium or deluxe, so extra or higher. Anyone who has that will get this game free. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the only way I would play it. I don't see myself going out of my way to to buy this game but if i do end up getting extra which the odds of that are kind of low to begin with i might play it so not not really doing anything for me it is an annapurna interactive game and i saw somebody say this online and i think it really captures it well uh annapurna interactive doesn't miss until they do so there, there's a quite a few it's like 50 50 <laughs> so um, next up was Callisto Protocol. Yeah, uh, this... pass. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> the hard pass. Hard pass on this game. So this is from the new studio Striking Distance Studios. And this was interesting because this was announced at a Jeff Keighley event previously. Uh, I think like two years ago. And they said it was part of the PUBG universe. And then recently <laughs> they tweeted like, oh, by the way, you know how we said that? Forget that. It's, it's not part of the PUBG universe anymore. It's its own thing. <laughs> yeah, because there's <laughs> so, no way you could sell what they just showed us as something a part of the PUBG universe. Doesn't make any sense now. Well, they said like originally it was like 
it's part of the PUBG universe, but it takes place hundred year, uh, hundreds of years after on a different planet. So it's not really, it doesn't really matter that it's part of the PUBG universe, <laughs> but it is part of the PUBG universe. And then now they're like, no, it's not. So now they're just like, fuck that. I don't know, it looked kind of interesting. It's got decent graphics, looks to have like survival horror elements and stuff like that. It's terrifying. Yeah, shit. I got, I got strong Dead Space vibes. Yeah. So, uh, December second. What are the odds it makes that and doesn't get delayed? <laughs> like five percent, five percent, five percent that it it makes it that 5%? date. Five oh, percent chance that, that, that it makes that date. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it would be impressive if they do announcing it just six months before. But with everything that's happened this year, I definitely think there's a good chance that that'll get delayed. Uh, I hope it doesn't, but we'll see. Um, after that, they went to Roller Drome, which is. A game I had no idea I wanted. Like this is uh, a skating game where it's like cell shaded. You're doing tricks, but you're also shooting things. Uh, and you know it come. It's coming out August sixteenth. Um, I have a hunch that this will also be PlayStation Plus extra or premium or deluxe free as well because it's coming out like the second half of the month. And uh, you know whoever i forget whoever is publishing this game but hire me because your tagline should be land cool tricks while doing trick shots so that doesn't roll off the tongue well at all but it's a great way to describe this game you know you know what this game looks like this game looks like or what it feels like for me is what they wanted destruction all-stars to be like yeah if this ends up being multiplayer because i'm not sure that they showed multiplayer it looked like they they didn't really show much yeah like the single player side of it but yeah if they make four player you know versus each other or just like teams or whatever just absolute chaos i think this is going to be super fun so this this gave me like immense like destruction all-stars but good music was great like yeah yeah everything about it was a great trailer all around I like that you weren't also like like what they showed. You weren't confined to the environment. You could kind of like do your own thing and be pretty creative. Like there are parts like where you're like you're rollerblading like up and you like you break through the glass of the arena. So you're not like just trapped in there. You're not gonna like roll off the ceiling. So you can actually like, be pretty creative. They had weapons where you can like bounce bullets off the walls and stuff like that. So yeah. it's gonna lend itself to a lot of creativity, which I think is really nice. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like my friend Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Although I was a little disappointed with the final product of my friend Pedro, but like this looks like what that. I liked my friend Pedro. It's like Pedro meets like Jet Grind Radio. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So excited for that. Um, and then we had Eternites. Clearly, they're running out of names (laughs) for games. (laughs) Uh, it's coming out early 2023. They said it's a collision of action game and dating sim. Yeah, it was that description at the end. I was just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it looked was very much it. like a Japanese game. Um, I don't know what else to say, so let's just move on, unless anyone has anything to add there. It just no. gave me big Persona vibes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then after that, we had Street Fighter Six, but then they tried to do a fake out and make us think it wasn't street fighter six because they showed what looked like to be an open world gameplay section with this new character. Who's like training and he's like climbing a building and then he's fighting people. And like, if they showed the camera moving around in a 3d environment and then they showed Chun Li and Ryu and a bunch of people I didn't recognize, but I did recognize them. So I'm like, okay, it is street fighter. Well, they're going to have coming... a 3d element to it. Because yeah, like, I think it will, like but a... I don't think it'll be the main focus. No, like, it'll yeah. be, It'll be like a Delta hub or it'll be like a hub 
world area yeah, where you'll, it's like you're gonna you can go. run around and talk and access yeah. all the functions but yeah i think there'll be like a hub town or something yeah whatever. and i think you might be able to like do like training missions or something where you're beating up ai or something in the 3d environment right. but the actual meat of the game is still the typical like, yeah. sex camera shooter yeah, yeah. It looked good though, the like all the, like the effects on when you do your specials and stuff. Like it looked kind of cool. Yeah, it had a lot of particle effects. Actual like character detail wise, I think they're still way behind like Injustice and um, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, like the new ones that have been like just. I think yeah, Mortal Kombat is pretty with, incredible with the fatalities like, and like how brutal. Oh yeah, and everything that is. Oh so. yeah, I mean fuck. There's like some. In Mortal Kombat, I don't, I don't know who the character is, but like they, their fatality is like they pull the entire spine out of a person, and it's really graphic and it's really detailed. Like, yeah. But going back to Street Fighter, it is coming to PC, Xbox Series, PS4, and PS5. Um, the trailer at the State of Play only mentioned PS4, PS5, but their press release mentions those. Uh, oddly, there's no mention of Xbox One, so I don't know if it's skipping Xbox One or they just incorporated it into the Xbox series and forgot to mention it or something. If it's coming to PS4, it seems like odd to not come to P- the Xbox One as well. It is also coming 2023, so a lot of big hitters coming 2023. Um, and then uh, it went into some indie games, so they showed Tunic which is coming to PS4 and PS5 on September 27th of 2022. And it just reminded me, man, I got to get back to play Tunic because I had a lot of fun. I beat the first boss and I really haven't gone back to it because there's other games that have kind of taken away my attention and it is on game pass. So play it people. Um, And then they showed season. I think this was a game that was announced like way long ago. And then there was some controversy with the studio and like, the creator or the, the the studio director or something like not being the greatest person and doing a bunch of shady shit or something, but they've been quiet for a long time. They finally have a, a new trailer. It looks like uh, you're basically riding around, taking pictures, recording audio. And it's all, it's all about like documenting the world before the end of the season. And the way they're talking about it, the way characters are interacting and stuff, it kind of has like some dark undertones that like the world is going to end when the season does. And the only thing that's going to survive is like your documentation of it. So interesting idea. I'm not sure how well it'll work in in terms of the game, Um, but we did get an autumn 2022 release window. When is autumn officially? Is that the the same as fall? Yes. (laughs) It just seems everyone says like fall and they're like autumn. So it just kind of stuck out to me. But and then the state of play ended with a trailer for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, this was kind of rumored for a while. They're like, we're going to give an update in spring. And people like, hey, it's spring. And, you know, they announced the state of play. People were going crazy. So uh, new trailer. I'm just going to kind of list off some things that I saw. Uh, they had a lot of damage numbers, which I hope you can turn off. Uh, a lot of particle effects, a lot of crazy moves and stuff. And it kind of had like huge summon battles, like these giant Titans uh, fighting each other over the course of the trailer. Cause I think in previous, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, chance and Rick, if you're more familiar with this, but in the previous final fantasies, you're summoning these things and they're just fighting regular enemies. Right. 
But like in this one, it looks like they're actually fighting other summons, like other huge yeah, creatures. Yeah, like it turns into a Street Fighter game, but summons. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they look sick. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that comes about. Like, but like, yeah, the summons look amazing. They look like huge gods fighting in the sky, and um, yeah, and they yeah, they I show think, like six or seven different summons. Those were kind of the yeah. focus of this trailer. Yeah, they're like uh, all the classic of, ones. That were in all the other games. Um, it looked yeah, great in terms of visuals, like. Yeah, and it looks like the I don't I feel like the gameplay is going to be like very much like. Uh, uh, 15? The, fifteen. Or fifteen or pretty much fifteen remake. or like the, the the remake, yeah, where it's like you can run around and attack from the sides, and yeah, between like fifteen and remake, um, it's going to be very similar to that. Um, and it looks like they went back more into like the fantasy, like Final Fantasy, um, and not so As much like to sci-fi. The modern setting. Yeah, yeah, which is um pretty cool. So I don't know. I definitely want to give this one a shot. I'm gonna try it out. It looks looks pretty cool. Look pretty tubular. Yeah, and this is coming exclusively to PlayStation Five, and it is coming summer of 2023. Uh, uh, Rick, what are your thoughts? Tubular. Honestly, I'm excited to see what they do with like the summons. It looks like they're almost doing like a I would say a summons like origin story, but um basically when you first start getting the summons i know like final fantasy 7 there might have been summon 6 and before but um most memorable were like 7 and mainly 8 uh the first one they actually get you go in battle so i wonder if they're kind of implementing that um so yeah i'm i'm really excited that there's more of a focus on them considering they're all always just kind of optional and of course always very effective but optional so i'm excited to see kind of where they're gonna go with this what do you think this means for remake part two? I think if anything, I, I don't see why it's still not happening. That's something <laughs> they already have a story for. They just need to fucking make game um, development is hard. It's hard and it takes time, but you know how long we waited for Final Fantasy seven remake. I can wait. I can wait just as long for part two. Yeah. Uh, I think it probably means you're not getting part two in 2023. So maybe 2024, the earliest, but I don't know. I'm I'm not a huge Final Fantasy person. I still have Remake Part One. Uh, I need to go back to at some point. But I got to. I don't even remember. I got to a part with a guy on a motorcycle. You were fighting him and stuff like that. Uh, wh- what about you, Zach? Any thoughts on Final Fantasy? This do anything for you? This tickle your fancy? No, I've I've never been particularly into Final Fantasy. Although I do, I do like the. Uh, the Hellfire creatures, or whatever the hell they were called, uh, they looked like Balrogs. I was like, "Oh, that looks pretty cool." Uh, Ifrit summons. Ifrit. 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 Um, that seems to be like the the bit the, at least from what I could tell from the tra- trailer, that seems to be like the main like, big baddie person or whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure summon. you can call him as a, a friend. <laughs> Excuse me. What? <laughs> Yeah, like he's a summon. Oh, he's a summon for us? Oh, I mean yeah. Well no, because at the because at the end they like mentioned Efrit like by name. So I wasn't sure if that was like, oh, he's like a or it's like a They did it to every finger one of them. Like, yeah. In the song <laughs> it was the name of the summon when they showed up on the screen. Ah. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe going. this is like maybe you fight them. And then if you defeat them, then you can summon them. Summon them. Oh, interesting. Kind of thing. So maybe that's why it shows the summons fighting each other, because you have to beat yeah. one to, like, summon it against another one. I don't know. 
Huh. Yeah, kind of like yeah. how Rick was saying, like the origin story for the summons. Right. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, for me, I've I've never played a Final Fantasy game. This isn't gonna do anything for me personally, but I'm excited. If people who are excited about Final Fantasy are excited, I'm happy for them. Are you um, gonna play Final Fantasy Tactics? I don't know. No, I don't plan to. Triangle probably strategy. Not. Just play triangle strategy. Yeah, I'd, I'll probably just play triangle strategy. <laughs> Why? Pat told me to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He does what I tell him. Uh, yeah so thoughts overall because i think this is probably i I can't think of a better state of play and state of plays are different than the showcases so see like that's the problem i can't think of any other state of plays and the recency bias makes we had one like we had one in february that announced uh what we thought was dino crisis but wasn't and then like a bunch of (laughs) other random shit exo primal or something like yeah (laughs) something like that um, yeah. So like, I think the, the state of plays where they focus on multiple games have kind of been letdowns, but this one was just like almost E3 level. To I mean, me. yeah, these had heavy hitter games. Like these had the big games where like, even like the, the ones are just smaller the, games that no one really even know. Or, the the you know, games that I mean, it was like the thing for me, it's like, there, there are just some games in here that obviously are not for me and I'm not going to like downgrade the state of play because those games aren't for me because it, it just doesn't speak to me personally. That doesn't mean it's not good. Like, like the Callisto uh, project or whatever it was called. Like, I'm never going to play that or protocol. Like I'm never going to play that game, but it looked sick. Like, and like, like I'm never going to play that game, but it looked amazing. But like games, like even games I weren't expecting to like look sick, like roller drome. I was like, Oh, that looks pretty wicked. Yeah. Like, so even like the smaller stuff looked good. So I think that it, it had a helps. good pace of like, Major game indie that looks cool. Major game indie that looks cool. Yeah. Random game I've never heard of, like Eternites or whatever. So right. We won't. And there was. I feel like I feel like there was something for everybody here, and that's what I like most when you see like a showcase or a state of play or like a inside Xbox, like whatever the case may be. When you have like a a large variety of stuff that will always uh tick a a a box on the good side for me. So I like that they showed a, a wide variety of stuff. I, I would say that's a solid A if I'm grading it. I mean, when you start with like, like for me, like, like again, not a game for me, but like when you start with Resident Evil 4, but it doesn't feel like there's a drop off, I think that's always a huge plus. Because sometimes we have like showcases or stuff like that where they like direct, so they start off big and nothing and really end ever big lives and up. The middle is just like, yeah, the middle's a lull and you're not paying attention. Like nothing about that, even games that weren't for me, was I ever disengaged. I think that's pretty important. They they kind of did set the tone for what the start of Summer Games Fest is. Hopefully, Jeff Keighley's show brings that same level of energy, and then the Xbox show continues that as well. So, um, any other final thoughts? I'm surprised we still don't have a God of War release date, but I'm sure it's coming because it's not happening. Because it's, it's not happen. happening. I'm predicting at the Jeff Keighley show, we're gonna get a trailer with a date. With a date, final but it ain't gonna be this year. Fantasy. It ain't it ain't gonna be this year. It will. Yeah, so that is pretty much it for our topic of show. Um, moving on to subpar subtitles. Subpar subtitles. Wow! <laughs> so subpar subtitles is a game we like to end the podcast with, where I basically take the principle that game developers like naming their game as franchise 
colon subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. I make up a fake subtitle and I intermix with a bunch of real ones, and it's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. We've been keeping track of score all year, and the scores are Rick with three, Zach with six, and Chance with three. You Rick and Chance, you guys have a, a chance to tie it up right now. Um, but everyone ready? All right, so The Lost Prophecy, Spy Racers Rise of Shifter, Return of the Warriors, Just Beat It, but Beat is B-E-E-T, Just Beat It. Like, like the food or whatever. Like the vegetables. The vegetables, yeah. yeah. Did you say fruit? Food. Oh, okay. Uh, a Fumble in the Dark is the last one there. So I'll repeat those for those of you listening at home. The Lost Prophecy, Spy Racers, The Rise of Shifter, Return of the Warriors, Just Beat It, and A Fumble in the Dark. Chance, what do you choose? C. C, Return of the Warriors for Chance. Zach? Is is the second one a subtitle within a subtitle? Is there another colon in there? <laughs> spy Spy Racers Rise of Shifter. <laughs> I don't believe that's ever happened. I, I Maybe it to, hasn't. I refuse to pick on I, I refuse to pick that on the grounds of that. But if you made that up and put a subtitle within the subtitle, then well fucking played. <laughs> I'm I'm going to Go with, uh, oh, we do so many food-related ones here that I can't trust that one either. Um, I'm going to go with uh, E, A Fumble in the Dark. A Fumble in the Dark for Zach. Then I will go with B. B, Spy Racers, The Rise of Shifter. <laughs> I'm going to be so annoyed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, answers are locked in, and you guys will get... Three points, if that is correct, or you could choose to say all real or all fake, and you will get double, so a total of six, if that is the case. So, Chance, what do you decide? All right, I guess I'll go with um, C. So, he's keeping his answer. Zach? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay with mine. I have no confidence now that you fucked us with the second <laughs> subtitle. Rick? All real. Rick is going all real. All right. <laughs> Nostradamus, The Last Prophecy, real game. Fast and Furious, Spy Racers, Rise of Shifter, real game. The Ninja Saviors, Return of the Warriors, real game. Just beat it. B E E T. Not a real game. <laughs> the Dark Side Detective, a fumble in the dark, real game. So nobody gets points. Scores still stay. Three for Rick, six for Zach's, three for Chance. <laughs> I figure it was like a Plants vs. Zombie game or some shit. I-, I was hoping you guys would think it's some sort of cooking game or something like That's that. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> got it. I was like, there's going to be some mobile cooking game garbage. <laughs> That's like. Anything that's food related, man, I can't trust it. The amount of times I've picked it, and it's just been some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns, 
Talk about everyone's terrible at subpar subtitles at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media. On Twitter, we are at TUGPOD. On Instagram, we are at TUG underscore POD. On Reddit, we are at R slash TUGPOD. And on Facebook, we are the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Uh, also, check out our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash TUGPOD. We will stream at some point, hopefully. Uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star review for every other podcast. So, like, they have to maybe either keep the movie <laughs> chance. So, I don't know that Knuckles becomes a good well, guy. you know, Knuckles will be a good guy. I mean, it's Knuckles. Yeah, I know that. I've played Sonic 3. Like, <laughs> He's like, you know, Knuckles will be a good guy. Like you know, Knuckles. I don't know Knuckles, so that's a spoiler for me. So I'm never going to watch the movie. At at this point, if you don't know who Knuckles is, you're you're not. Yeah, he's not going to play this game, and you're not going to watch this movie. You have red, yellow. You have red, orange, and blue. You have the the holy trinity of Sonic characters, like those three main. Yeah, that's how I know them. Yes. Yeah. At this point, Pat's never playing Sonic. Like we just have to. There's there's nothing we can say to spoil this for you. You, You'll just never get there. I mean, I would have. No, you wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't have. Would not have. (laughs) I promise you, you would. All right, we are going way too long on Sonic. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, you can just delete all this, but um... <laughs> Pat sat here like I don't watch it. The spoilers don't matter. I'm not listening to this anymore. <laughs>